Coming up, a very important announcement was made last week. Rhino, what was that? We got one! Yeah, all of that and more from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 227 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Disboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your universal Orlando vacation, head over to Disboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Ryan the Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here today. Hello. Yep. Okay. Thank you for having me. I was redoing my hello. Yeah, sorry. I'm not going to edit that, though. So uh, we're, do- we're going to leave the first take in. Please. And the second take. Please. Okay. Fantastic. Well, uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm trying uh, to do my impersonation of uh, the new house that was announced in Medea. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> uh, I'm there. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I, I just... It, that could be a house one day, so let's not uh, let's not beat around the bush on that. So m- most likely, I wish they would just uh, skip ahead and to go Boo to Boo Two. Yeah, I've seen them all. I have. I will be honest. I have not. I, I think I've said that three times now. This episode, I will be honest. That's that's the drink this week. Drink it. I will be honest. I have not watched Medea Boo Two. Yeah, but a you've seen Boo. Halloween. Oh yes, I have seen oh, Boo, okay. but I haven't Come on, watched Boo. Boo you've too. seen Boo. Yeah, I, I've watched Boo. I haven't watched Boo Two, and uh, it's it, it's just something that slipped through the cracks. But I believe it's still on Hulu, so I will get there this Halloween season. But we have a really fun episode for you. Uh, it's I, you know, we said last week on the show that we were recording on Tuesday, and that we knew that something would be announced uh, between the time that we released the show and the time that uh, that uh, we recorded between those two times. Yeah, I said that right. I think mm-hmm, I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we we pretty much we we pretty much knew what it was going to be. We knew it was going to be a Halloween Horror Nights announcement, and we were about ninety nine point nine percent sure that it was going to be Ghostbusters. So it was no surprise that right after we recorded, Ghostbusters was officially announced to come to Halloween Horror Nights. So the fact that uh, it's the fact that it's news, I, I know most of you already heard it, so it's not news in that sense. But we're going to spend a couple minutes here uh, hashing out our feelings on it because we have a lot of feelings with it. I have feelings and the feelings are this. Yes. Joy. Yeah. Yeah, and we we will get there in a second. Uh but before I do that, I need to give a shout out. Uh hopefully Rhino wrote his name down like I asked him to before the show. I need to give a shout out to uh our intro music this week that was also sent in to us. It was not one that we were done. It's got this fun stranger things vibe to it and uh it's 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 a really uh, another really awesome submission. We still got a couple more to go through, but Rhino, what uh, Sorry, because I'm terrible and I should have this written down. This is me being a bad host. It's oh, <laughs> uh, it's Keith Perez. 
See, that should have been easy enough to remember, yeah. honestly. I mean, I knew his name was Keith. I couldn't remember his last name, but... Yeah. And I don't remember anything because I'm terrible at life, but I remembered the track from the instant that I listened to Did it. Did it make it into the last episode? Uh, no, no, no. Last episode, it was just the music from... <laughs> Why are you putting me on the spot with it? I'm so sorry. I appreciate every single person. I am sure, terrible like with it. names. It was Chris Brignola. Mm-hmm. Chris Brignola. Mm-hmm. Am I getting close? I don't know what it was. <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> it, it was Chris Brignola. I'm 100% I can't sure. carry the weight of this co-hosting responsibility <laughs> on my shoulders. I need you to, though. I need someone. I just can't keep track of anything and that I'm doing anymore. So, yeah. No. Uh, awesome, awesome track. Intro track there. Very good stuff. That was his name. Good for you. I knew it. I knew it. It was like literally on the tip of my tongue. I'm just, I'm an idiot sometimes. I, I will promise you that. Uh, but very, very excited about about what we're going to talk about on this show. So uh, it's going to be good stuff here. Um, I couldn't remember if I was trying to stall there a little bit of time to see if there was another thing that I had to mention. But I just plum, plum can't remember. So, uh, But I will say one thing. We're reading you loud and clear on that Big Fire review. The music was too loud in there. And I would also agree. It was very loud. And we were sitting right underneath a speaker for uh, the for that review so it made it significantly significantly worse so i apologize to anyone out there who found it hard or difficult to actually listen to that review because of the distracting music but uh, there's only so much we can do to take out of it uh in you know it's i feel like the quality that we put into the universal reviews at least uh it's usually it's it's generally good as long as the restaurant isn't just overly obnoxiously loud but this was an example where it was it was just real i liked the music though oh yeah no great 90s jams i I think there was a sting in the police one in there there was uh something else i do not remember yeah it's i just remember liking it yeah the music and you've already heard about how we feel about the restaurant. And if you don't remember, go back and watch last week. Anyways, let's move on from that. And let's talk about the big news in, uh, in under the covers here. And uh, it, that was the, the worst kept secret in Halloween Horror Nights history. I don't know <laughs> if that's accurate to say. One of the worst kept secrets. It's been uh, talked about and discussed for many, many, many a month now, and it is it has now come to light that Ghostbusters will, in fact, be coming to Halloween Horror Nights, and what better night to celebrate it what better year to Halloween celebrate Horror Nights? <laughs> what better night to celebrate it than at Halloween Horror Nights? No, what better year to celebrate it than uh, perhaps, mehaps, on the 35th anniversary of said Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters? Are you Russian spies sent to us? <laughs> Don't worry. It's it's fine. I saw you Shmirnov. No, It's fine. I saw Anna in theaters. Anna. So I'm allowed to speak Russian. Good. That's that's my Scarlett Johansson logic for you today. I can play anything I want to. 
right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fun, fun, fun. But yeah, so Ghostbusters will be coming to Halloween Horror Nights uh, based on the 1984 film uh, Ghostbusters, that is. And they've already promised us that we're going to walk through some of our favorite scenes like the New York Public Library, the the very exciting first encounter with the ghost and Ghostbusters, as well as the Temple of Gozer and more. So, Rhino, do you want to read what else uh, Universal had to say about the house? Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston will have to save the day as these paranormal creatures materialize in unexpected ways. But will their proton packs be enough? I have a feeling, yes. Uh, what are what are some of the things we'll see inside, too? I don't know. I can't find it. It's literally the paragraph right above. You just read it. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, in this haunted house, you'll be transported to the streets of New York as the rift between worlds opens, releasing ghoulish spirits, hideous specters, and ectoplasm-dripping phantasms in every shape and size. Come face-to-face with the ferocious slot. I said that right, right? Uh, Verocious. Verocious Slimer, the all-power Gozer the Gozerian, and Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and more. Mm-hmm. Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Um, I'm dying. First, okay, so first things first. Uh, big this... celebrity guests. Should we expect Rick Moranis to show up for this? Oh, Lord, I can dream. Oh, I basically am Rick Moranis. I mean, my hair's not fluffy right now, but hold on. in his head, though? Uh, What are you coaching kids in peewee football right now, or what? You a moose and brother bear is what you look like. Or, or? Come on, man, dark helmet first. Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm not as familiar with baseballs as the rest. I've seen it though. Let's not pretend like I didn't. No, no, that's. I mean, you should watch it again. It's a classic film. I mean, Rick Moranis has had a has had a great career from his days of SCTV, bringing. Uh, I thought you were uh, doing a Barney Rubble. No, 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 no. That's one of. That's definitely one of his low points. If there's a reason why he retired, hey, his wife was Rosie O'Donnell in that movie. If you think that's a low point, you haven't lived. <laughs> I do think it's a low point. I, you know, it's he had such a got great something to career. tell him about his wife. That's <laughs> like I. I didn't discover the movie Strange Brew until college, and it was, like, life-altering. Oh, my gosh. You. Who's in it? Uh, it's, it, there are two characters, um, him and Dave. Oh, uh, the, yeah, the two, yeah. The, the, the moose. They're being exactly. those characters as yeah. the moose. So it's, it's our characters that they started with their uh, Canada show, uh, The Great yeah. White North on SCTV, and then uh, it became Strange Brew, one of the weirdest comedies of the 80s, and uh, just it just continue, his career continued to blossom after that, but it, there's no one else famous from Ghostbusters. No. Nah. It's kind of all a bunch of duds, right? Their careers just didn't really go on too much. Yeah, as far as I can tell, they haven't. Yeah. So, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, that's that. That leads into the first. You're right. Part of the it. baby from the second one, <laughs> Oscar. I think he ended up being the child that was the cardboard cutout in the Three Men, men and, and a baby. baby. Even though Three Men and a Baby came out, I believe yeah, before. I think it was the year before. So, <laughs> and so he time traveled. It's the time-traveling baby. So they've already said Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston will have to save the day. So I, that leads me to believe that there are going to be actors inside this house as them. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. The, they released a video teaser for this, yeah. and you know it doesn't really show anything. It's just like the announcement teaser, and I got like emotional. Like, yeah. g- like it's a it's a nice little teaser, but like when. They're outside of the uh, of the house, and they don't even play the Ghostbusters theme song in it. Obviously, I'm assuming copyright issue, but 
I was like, when it shows them step up and they use the proton wand and everything, pro- Ghost, for anybody that knows me and knows I'm obsessed with Power Rangers, I have this huge tattoo on my arm, but the I, Ghostbusters was my Power Rangers before Power Rangers mm. existed. And so I was obsessed with Ghostbusters when I was a kid. And it was scary. Um, but I'm wondering, from the sound of this, this doesn't feel like it's going to be like you're going through the movie. It just feels like we're going to be going like on an adventure with the Ghostbusters with familiar faces. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're going to go through the movie. I, I, the question is, how loyal is it going to be to the movie? Is it oh, going to be? It literally said it yeah. in the sentence you read. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> it was the, it was the part where they were saying the rift opening in worlds, but I guess that's yeah. when they open the containment field. That's yeah. what happened. So yeah, no, we're we're going through the movie, but that does bring up the question of how how loyal is this going to be? Is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be an American werewolf in London or Halloween level where we're like getting serious into it and really going along with every plot will point? Will Dana be floating above the bed? I bet she will. Yeah. We'll, uh, I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> I am the key master. No, I'm the key master. <laughs> All right. We're going to yeah. get you to bed. <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> like, I love that movie. I, I just I loved the movie I loved the cartoon show um, mm-hmm. and well Colonel Furnace or is it going to be more like a Shining or The Exorcist where it's takes inspirations oh, yeah. from Inspired the movie by. and mm-hmm. kind of sets them on like sets them sideways I, I feel like it's more likely to go the the route of said uh, like a poltergeist or an American werewolf in London or uh, or or like I said, uh, the Halloween, because I feel like these scenes are a little bit more straightforward, easier to adapt where like the exorcist, I understand that they had to do what they did with that house because pretty much everything is taking place in one single room. So, uh, I, I think it's probably going to be more straightforward, but then again, maybe it's just the greatest hits of the, the, the best scenes in the movie. Not quite sure. Well, here's my other question about it. How are we going to see their proton packs go off? Do you think it'll be screen technology? Do you think it'll be like an actor who goes up with the wand and has it next to the screen and then the screen shoots the effect off? That's that's definitely something I was thinking about, whether it's like a – whether they do – an actual just like sitting in front of a screen i think that would be a little on the cheaper side maybe like a pepper's ghost where they know yeah, that the, the foot plant they have to be in and light it up and then it'll it'll kind of you know have a have an effect like that that goes off with it i'm not i'm not positive on it i would probably lean towards that one with the using just like a screen i i don't know and i mean both are you both would utilize screens in a way i just feel like it's we know from watching the movie now and back then even like it's there is a fantasy to it it can't look too realistic but well it's you like, get what i'm saying right it's it's well there's the it's it's a it's a combination of things because you have the uh the gozer dogs that are like those will be puppets i'm yeah. assuming similar to the werewolf uh american werewolf and so we'll have those. Those will be giving us the scares, is what I'm assuming, and then people are going to be kind of the ghosts. But the co- the ghosts, the ghosts, and the proton packs and stuff, like all that, does have that kind of. It's got a glow to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, and I I guess ultimately what I was gonna I was trying to say with it is I hope it doesn't look 
too good. I hope it retains some of the eightiesness of it, where it doesn't like it, where it doesn't feel like oh, we're trying to make Ghostbusters as of today. I want it to have the classic feel to no, it. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I, I, I think it will. Yeah, I, but okay. So let me ask you this now: Stay puffed. What do you think? Do you think just his giant head, you know, like the yeah. scene where he pokes up over the building, you think it's just going to be the big head? I think it's going to be the big head, and it's going to look very similar to how they employed that in Poltergeist last year with the larger-than-life uh, with the larger than life head in there. When did I do that? That was... I Are mean, you talking about like, the big demon? Yeah. Where there like was came up the hallway? There was the one giant head that literally would yeah, I guess. pop out yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I can't. I can't really say much more than that. It was a big giant head. If you don't remember the big giant head, then you didn't do two things. You didn't pay attention in Poltergeist, and I was you didn't really a lot. And you didn't really watch Third Rock from the Sun when you were growing up. Otherwise, you would know William the big Shatner giant head. Big giant head. I, I am familiar. I've never been more frustrated with you. I'm no, I watch that. <laughs> I love Third Rock. It's fine. It's all available on Amazon Prime at any convenience that you want in case you don't want to change. I own it. Yeah, I'm going to change the disc. Rhino, we all own it. It's about the convenience of changing out a disc. No one wants to get up when they're watching something. They want to be able to sit in one position the whole time and binge all the way through. <sighs> I need the exercise. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so beyond that with the other creatures, Slimer. How's he? How's he working? I'm think, guessing a handheld puppet. Mm, no, I I mm. bet. Well, maybe, but I I think we're going to see him more than once. Obviously, yeah. But I'm thinking it's a hallway scene, like how they did the exorcist, the twins in the Exorcist. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking he's going to be all the way at the end of the hallway, and then the screen will change, and he'll be like right in front of you. Yeah. So I think it's going to be like two. Like yeah, maybe I don't know that it'll be handheld, but just something that moves a little bit. You know? I, I see, I see it working as a puppet. I mean, it would require to be like uh, the very art house where you're wearing all black and you're just holding that like shiny neon green puppet. So yeah. uh, you're kind of blending into the background, distracting from it. But I think that's the way to go. I think puppets are going to be a huge, huge part of this. I it's so very similar in. Uh, to a lot of the other puppet houses. I want to point out to everyone who's watching right now and or listening that Rhino is spending his time right now trying to look up proton packs on Amazon because clearly he wants to uh, he wants to go as a Ghostbuster to Halloween. But, I know they're not going to let me bring it in. but Oh, yeah, they will never let you bring it into the event. But then you're thinking, well, maybe I can make it my costume this year in general. And then you're going to look at it and be like, Right now, he's looking at one that's like $70. The Spirit Halloween one, like, I have watched several videos of it on Amazon, uh, on YouTube, and this one lights up and everything. And I am positive this is the one they're using in the video for the announcement, too. Mm-hmm. It could be, but it's, it's, not a, a, it's not accurate. The how one in the many video stars is too it got? Thin. It's got three and a half based on 27 reviews. But on the other side, it's got four based on like 90 reviews. Mm. So uh, that's that's going to do it for this talk of is Rhino wasting his money or not? Oh, you know I am. But this is one of those things where like I feel like I want a proton pack on my wall in my house, but I don't want to spend $70. If it had said 50 or 60 I'd be there. But uh, Bro, I've been to your house. You don't have room to hang a proton pack unless you're hanging it. Craig, they got a trap too. Unless you're hanging it in your bedroom where I haven't been inside, uh, I refuse to go in there. I don't need to know what happens under the sheets. But unless you've got room in there, it's not going in your loft. Your loft already looks... It is packed to the max. Yeah. (laughs) You can say that again. (laughs) 
is packed to the okay, max. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, this is uh, definitely, definitely an exciting announcement uh, for Halloween Horror Nights. We're getting down to the end of it uh, in terms of waiting because we're just, uh, you know. Still got four houses left. Yeah, we still have four houses left. We still have all the scare zones left. Uh, still have the entertainment to be announced on there. And uh, it's we're running out of time. We're quickly running out of time, but super excited about it. Cannot wait for some Ghostbusters. Any final thoughts there before we move on to our question? 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 Okay, let me ask you this. Of everything that's in the movie Ghostbusters, what do you think we won't see? So you said we'll, you think we're going to see the four Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. um, and obviously I think we better see um, Janine. I feel like I want to see Janine. Mm-hmm. She probably won't be in it. Maybe. Who knows? I we'll don't see. think so. But um, Lewis Tully, you don't think... I think he'll be in it. Oh, I mean, he has, he to, has be to be in it. He plays a very important part in it. I mean, you, you, so you'll see him before he's the dog. Yeah, but no, okay, I, yeah. will you see he will Dana be... before she's the dog? Or do you think we'll just yes. see... Oh, she'll be. Levi- I think she'll be on the bed levitating. Yes, and I think him with the crazy eyes and the helmet. Yeah, with his shirt kind of ripped off, yeah. almost like Wolfman style, running around the streets. So, so, what do you think that's in the movie that we won't see? Well, that's tough because I mean, at the heart of Ghostbusters, it's it's a dramedy in a way that just happens to be centered around ghosts. So, uh, it's I, I think Ghostbusters still holds up to this year uh, to. Oh yeah, to this year, it's a great movie. Ghostbusters still holds up even to this date. But uh, as a kid, one of the things that uh, I I felt the pacing when I was a kid was a little bit on the slower side. So well, there's a lot more uh, moments. It's also of, not a kid's movie at all. You yeah, realize that not. when you get older and you're like, what the heck was my parents yeah. letting me watch? Yeah. So for me, there's a lot of uh, moments of exposition and two, almost too many moments of flirting between uh, Bill Murray and... Vankman. And, uh, <laughs> and Dana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, played by Sigourney Weaver. I bet we're going to see the part where she's in the chair and all the dog hands are on top of her and they drag her into the into the kitchen. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could happen. Do, do see, there's. It's like when you think back to it, there are a lot of really iconic scenes that they could use. That people, I think I had read where some people were like, "Well, that's not a scary movie," and I'm like, "But I can imagine that being a scary house." But also, I know Mike Aiello um, said was saying that it's three. There's three things. Universal. It's universal. Hollow. It's Halloween Horror Nights. So they lean in sometimes to Halloween, sometimes into the horror, sometimes into the both or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, that's great for me because this is the sort of type of a house that would really bring me into an event. The same with Stranger Things where it's just scary enough that I'm not like, oh, it's just blood and gore and screaming and whatever. Yeah, ultimately, the scares, even when they do a fun house, uh, the scares typically in those come from that last second jump out so even if you're like a first time second time going through the house even a third time for some people the fact is that even if it's not scary elements themselves they can still find those moments to just scare you at the right time so it's it to me the fact that is the material it's based on is that scary uh you know maybe not so much but can they find ways to scare you on that yeah absolutely Absolutely they can, and I think it goes the opposite. I think you can take some things that are very scary in a sense, and and you can end up 
doing it not so well and the house ends up being beautiful but not that scary uh, kind of on the reverse side of things i look back to 2013 when they did la llorona like it, to me the story and i'm not talking about the movie the movie is way later on that but like the the house um the the house la llorona it's to me, that was a terrifying house. It was super scary. The old folklore that it's based on doesn't scare me in this mm. day and age. Uh, the uh, Edgar Allan Poe house that I also did years ago, and Edgar Allan Poe stories don't scare me. Um, it's you know I'm, I'm sure they did back back in the day when you were sitting reading at candle, reading at all the stories by candlelight, and it was spooky. I'm sure it was scary, uh, but nowadays it's not to me it's not scary when i'm reading them but that was a scary house so i don't i just don't like that where it's it just because it's based on something that's not scary doesn't mean it can be Mm -hmm. it's these people these people are experts at trying to scare the wits out of us and it's it's i think they will accomplish it as much as they need to but at the same time it takes a genre that horror sci-fi and it's putting it on a pedestal, and more people learn to appreciate it. It's it's a love letter from the people who make Halloween Horror Nights, uh, and then also it's a bit of fan servicing, but then they'll also deliver on scares. I think it also means we're going to have some wonderful treats, because there's going to be Twinkie-based treats and marshmallow-based treats, in addition to the Eggos from yeah, Stranger Things. That could be. And I hear that, uh, I hear that Ray Parker Lewis is going to be there every single night singing his jams. Just in a corner somewhere yeah. on the steps of New York. And Huey Lewis will be standing right beside him. So every this for house, every three dollars they give him, Huey Lewis will get one dollar. This house has to be located where near where the old attraction was, right? In that area where the house is? That I, you know, they always have the there's like three houses over there usually. Yeah, I, I looked at the speculation map that that was out before that we've discussed. I forget where it's actually put in there. I don't have to I but it, it, I feel like it would be a shame if it wasn't you didn't go past the firehouse when you went in there because that's the that still is there. I all I will say about it is that it needs I don't it care. It needs to be a big house though. Yeah, I don't care where the house is. I only care that it is in a place that is I'm I'm imagining it's where Poltergeist was. And that was in that area. Yeah. And that that wouldn't be a bad location. I think in terms of popularity, we'll be on the same exact level as Poltergeist. Uh, you know, uh, instantly by name, it's going to be more more uh, more of a hit than Poltergeist was. Poltergeist, people knew and loved the movie. and But I think it was then the word of mouth that spread around about how awesome that house was that that's the reason why the lines then were uncontrollable for the rest of the entire season on it with, with ghostbusters it has the name up front even more than poltergeist just my opinion i guess if you were born a couple of years before me maybe poltergeist would would have been a bigger thing to you than ghostbusters but for me i i didn't learn about poltergeist until i was like 10 11 but ghostbusters i was probably watching oh yeah similar to you like when i was five years old mm-hmm. when it was Super. I wrote a letter. There was a contest um, once at my local Max Movies in Carver, Massachusetts, and I wrote. I, I, you could go to the, the whatever and pick up a sheet, and you had to answer all the questions correctly, and then like bring it back. And I did, and you, they picked people based on that, and I won the, I won the VHS tape, and I dropped it and broke the thing off the film, but you could still get it in the VCR to play it, so you had to be very careful. God, the things the, the things you had to deal with before 
I know. Discs. I know. It's all become so easier, except for standing up to change the disc. One day, someone will develop... I got my digital copy and my hard copy of Ghostbusters, okay? Yeah, I don't. I think I... But that's the problem. See, you buy things way later. I buy them when they first come out. So when the first set of the Ghostbusters... Oh, no, I have it. The green one? Nah. The two pack? It's the movie. It's the movie and the in the thing, and then I think it's got some episodes of the show. Not the whole show, but it's got something else in it. It's a documentary or something. That was the DVD, and then the Blu-ray. Oh yeah, I'm oh, talking actually, about. I'm talking specifically Blu-ray, and this was before they were given. Only allowed. one of mine had a digital copy, not both of them. Sorry. Yeah, my my Blu-ray did not have a digital. No, copy. No, I think I have that one that you have. Then. Yeah. Okay. Then then Sorry. we. Sorry. Got. People, people, we got to the bottom of this. People, this is people. This is why you watch this show. Not for actual good information to help you plan your universal vacations. You watch it for this crap. That's what I actually just read a comment about literally right before we started recording. They said, I don't care about universal. I just watch it for you guys to go on your tangents. <laughs> I was like, so I'm inspired right now. You're welcome. You said this was only going to be a 20-minute show. No. Well, in your face, yeah, which is three hilarious. people still listening. <laughs> the hilarious aspect of that is that the most negative reviews about when Sean and I first started this, even through to, I want to say it was when we first, after JL and Oliver, when we came back around where it was just you and me, then for that first couple like episodes, the most overwhelming feedback was about how many tangents we went on and how this show would be good if it wasn't for the fact that we went on these tangents and now it seems to have like done a hard stop in a 180 and now it's you know what guys i get you're trying to give us helpful information but all we want are the tangents yeah so i don't know if we're now liked as personalities and disrespected as uh vacation helpers but i guess it doesn't matter I mean, we are who we are. We are who we are. Isn't that a song? I don't know. It could be. It absolutely could be. But that's another tangent that we'll have to get to at another time. But yes, as we tried to say, I think it was 15 minutes ago now, Ghostbusters will be followed. Uh, they still got four more houses to get announced. And uh, like we said, Scare Zones, Entertainment, uh, lots of lots of uh, speculation still about what the last houses are going to be. The people who, who do a good job speculating on uh, forums like Inside Universal and such, they... They believe they have it nailed, and uh, I, I, we're not going to get into those here, but it's I've, I've talked about them before. Uh, great great forums with lots of fun information, and uh, if you want to read more about HHN speculation and stuff, I recommend going over there and finding their, their thread on it. Good stuff. But, okay, we're going to finish up this show real quick by answering two questions like we always do. And as a reminder, if you want us to answer your questions next week, Got to leave them in the comments on YouTube, and then we can read them. But we are going to get to an actual real question and answer episode coming up very soon here, but uh, not this week. We're just going to answer two from the YouTube comments. So uh, make sure to leave them next week so we can maybe answer yours or more or something. That didn't make sense. Okay, Rhino, this one's a good one. This one we need. Uh, we're going outside Universal. I know right, we I'm out. I'm gone. typically we don't do that, but we are in this case. Kathy Romack says, so I really need to know what barbecue places are worthy in the Universal Walt Disney World area. This is not a question for me. It's a question for both of us. Okay. I know, And I know you have input on it, too, though. Uh, my dear husband is an extremely great griller. We have a very difficult time ordering most meats at any restaurant because it usually pales in comparison to what we can get at home from our 
own outdoor kitchen. So uh, it, and I'm see where I bring in Rhino on this is because I know he you typically know what I'm gonna say. well, the, uh, I'll cut there. <laughs> While I like to frequent actual barbecue, barbecue places, I know that Rhino uh, likes likes to look at other stuff even beyond. So maybe Korean barbecue, stuff like that. Mm, so like he's got barbecue. lots of lots of options. So Rhino, what what were you going to say? I was going to say Four Rivers. Uh-huh. That, that's the that's the I think the most popular uh right? No, the most popular place in Orlando, I would say, and it's it uh-huh. it gets the lines that form around the building. They have quite a few locations now, but there isn't one immediately located outside of Universal or Disney. I believe the closest one is probably Winter Park. Um, and then... Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to preface this right now. You do have to travel a little bit to get to these, but... Well, there is uh, one outside it. of Universal. I don't know how you feel about this one, though. The Bubba's Bubbaloos? Yeah. No, Bubbaloos is really good. My so That's like, on the sh- that's like right outside of Universal. Yeah. So here's the deal with... Uh, with Four Rivers. Four Rivers, uh, it started off here in Orlando, I believe, and Winter, in Park, Winter Park was the... the yeah. yeah, it's not there anymore. Now it's a taco joint where the original one was. Well, it was too remember. small, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... It's across the street from it. Exactly. And so it's grown up so big, but uh, it's not your... It's not your typical like walk in and it's a dive barbecue place. Oh, it's, no, no, yeah. But it's also not... It's not... I don't... I don't ever want to be rude. Sonny's is a chain restaurant that just happens to serve barbecued meats. But to me, Sonny's is closer to like a Chili's than it is to uh, mm-hmm. to uh, a place like Four Rivers. That's just my opinion on it. If anyone can disagree with me, but that's the issues you kind of run into when places expand too rapidly and and they they just they grow too much to still uh, have like the essence of what you need to run a place a small place like a barbecue joint four rivers is definitely like you walk in and it's clean but it still has a lot of the classic feels of a barbecue joint you know you get the line out the door mm-hmm. everything's right there in front of you it's the, like served you on a on a like a, on a, a metal tray with a piece of yeah. parchment paper parchment paper uh, that's the word i was looking for that was the word that you're looking for and uh, you know uh, your your sides are scooped out right there in front of you and the brisket's cut fresh everything is Everything is is done like you would want it to, but at the same time, you feel clean. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and Bubbaloo's is on the other side, and uh, but before even that, with Four Rivers, I think the meat at Four Rivers is is pretty good. The brisket, in my opinion, the brisket's really good. Pulled pork there, uh, it's good. It's good pulled pork. Uh, their burnt ends, awesome. The burnt ends are great. Yeah. I typically skip the ribs there. Uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of them. It's just I feel like they're, you know, they're a little overpriced. And I, I think brisket is like the go-to thing there. Uh, but their sides are yeah, awesome. They have a lot of choices, too. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's not even just so they have all those choices for the sides, but then they have really good desserts, too. Yes, and then they do have the good desserts, too. Resorts. They have the good resorts uh, if you have to resort to dessert. Anyways, with that being said, Bubbaloo's is the opposite, then, in that this is a... This is kind of a greasy barbecue joint. It's also a chain, too, though. But, yeah, it definitely has more of that... 
I, I don't want to use the word dive, but it has that feel closer to it a little bit. Yes. Especially it, the one near Universal. Yeah, oh, yeah. The one near Universal is is not like you don't – you walk in and you're not like, wow. I want to spend is, time in here. Yeah, exactly. It's I want to get in and get my barbecue and then go. And that's not – to me, that's not a problem. Uh, there are meats there. I, I – Go back and forth on it. There are times when I feel like Bubaloo's does meats better than Four Rivers does, but their sides are what pales in comparison to Four Rivers. Four Rivers, their sides are like they're actually well thought out. They're well executed. They're they're almost they're almost gourmet in a sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bubaloo's, it's like you know, it's basic fries, basic coleslaw, just basic barbecue sides, and not it, they're not bad at all. But it's just not – it's not – it's just not as good in that. It's not a full well-rounded. I prefer, I prefer uh, the the well-roundedness of a place like Four Rivers. There's also uh, a place that I, I think Rhino has gone to before and enjoys, uh, uh, Pig Floyd's. Oh, I love yeah. Pig Floyd's. Yeah, Pig Floyd's and Winter Garden uh, – Winter Garden. Winter Park is like – it's barbecue, but it also has like a little bit of a fusion flair to it for some of it because mm-hmm. you can get like bon mi in there with the with the barbecue. But oh, I haven't been there in uh, it might be almost a year now. Oh, but gosh. man, I was going there for a hot streak like over and over and over again. And it is it's another really popular one, but it's in a very it's very charming. Yeah. It's a very it's where the Quantum Leap Brewery or winery is, and I always think, man, Scott Bakula opened that winery right here. That's, it has nothing to do with that. Not at all. Uh, and the last one I want to mention is called Ellie Lou's. This is in Ocoee. What's that? Oh, it's in Ocoee, yeah. Yeah, it's like, in Ocoee. It's, it's more closer to my neighborhood of the house. Uh, it's it's pretty accessible if you're coming from uh, the northern part of Disney property as well as from Universal. It's a little bit of a drive, but not super bad. And uh, Ocoee is not... It's it's not a hustling and bustling area. There's lots of stuff in Ocoee. It's it's like it's like Winter Garden Village light and Winter Garden light in a way. It's right beside it. Uh, but there's still some great food spots. Ellie Lou's is kind of where I was talking about like Bubba Lou's and Four Rivers. I would say it kind of falls somewhere in between this. It feels like a chain. It's nice and clean when you walk in. Barbecue's decent. It's nothing that's going to blow you away. Sides are are pretty good as well too. Uh, big portions, good price because it's more of like a, it's more of like the neighborhood joint that people will will go to in that area. So uh, I feel like those are some good recommendations for you. Gosh, but, I really want to go to Pig Floyd's now. Yeah, <laughs> you said well, that, and I'm like, I forgot about that. I'm actually on the opposite. I Kylie is working all night tonight, so I'm by myself for dinner. And I'm really leaning now towards getting Four Rivers. Uh, the last time I went to Four Rivers was with you and Phil. Yeah. Oh, God. that's Yeah, like I haven't been two since years. then. It hasn't been that long. It's been like a year. No, it's been at least a year, though. Yeah. 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 More than that. Yeah, for sure. Actually, maybe it has been closer to two years. But it's one of those things, like, I also did go a lot, you know. They, yeah. But uh, it it was one of those where I was like, man, I can't keep going here. My pants are going to, my pants are going to keep going up. No, see what I do, what I do to keep it healthy there. Yes. I get the brisket and yes, I feel like a little piggy about it. Do uh, they put that on the cornbread? No, 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 no. I, I, I typically, I will do a brisket sandwich, but sometimes, you know, when Kylie and I are trying to be healthy, we don't eat the bread. 
We just oh, the just the tons of yeah. meat with the barbecue sauce. Well, it's not. They a have ton different sauces. I really. You yeah. said earlier too. I meant to say like I really like their spicy sauce. Their spicy sauce is good. I think their mustard sauce is yeah, good. Their signature good. sauce is a little too sweet for me, but yeah, still pretty good. But uh, no, I like I my two go to sides there. I get collard greens and I get green beans. So green beans I feel good. a little bit better about myself because at least I'm getting greens. Yeah, covered in butter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Those aren't cut over in butter, but you know they're cooked with like ham hock and yeah. and bacon. Ooh. So fell. don't fall over there, boy. And finally, the last question. Uh, this is a little bit more broad, open ended. I don't know how we'll be able to answer it, but living the magic says signature in park dining experiences are something we can all agree Universal lacks sometimes. Hmm. With the new park announcement feeling like it may come any time now, what would you like to see as far as dining goes in there? I'd like to see some more, um, like, a sit-down restaurant in the park option, I guess. Although, I don't know. Does Universal really give you that sort of a thing? Other than, like, you've got Mythos in Islands of Mm -hmm. Adventure, and then you have um, Lombards in Studios. Mm -hmm. But that's it, right? Just the one in each, the sit-down? Yeah, they have two in each. So, Finnegan's as well. Oh, yeah, right. Universal, and then you have uh, Confisco at Islands of Adventure. That's right. I forget that we went to Confisco so long ago. Um, But also, like, no one's ever there. I don't think that's the kind of atmosphere they go for in the Universal parks. I feel like they're more, they lean, that's what CityWalk is for them. You know, the dining and, well, mostly dining district at this point. Well, and I... You know, on, until everything's announced, we don't know exactly what is all happening. Someone out there does. But if in terms of like, you know, it's if they do have like a little mini city walk over by the new park, too, with dining options, mm, true. then I could say, OK, well, you don't need that much in park sit down dining. But if it's just the scene park over there and that's the only thing there, they're going to need I, I would like to see at least three sit-down restaurants and here's one i would love a sit-down harry potter themed restaurant mm-hmm. i i think that th- we always say the quick service harry potter um dining Fair. establishments are yeah. the best are the better of the ones to go to and i would think they could continue that into the sit-down yeah and i would even like to see potentially if if like the monster section that i hope and pray for comes i would love to see the idea behind classic monsters cafe brought to a bigger life over at the new park and not saying that maybe even go for a different vibe because at classic monsters cafe in universal studios florida it's it's very you know it's very well themed but it's kitschy themed it's it's as kitschy as the movies are you know they tried to go with the more uh serious take on monsters with these reboots uh that have not gotten anywhere because thanks to tom cruise and the mummy uh but I would like to maybe see that, like, sit in Dracula's castle. I was just thinking a good a castle something. dining would be yeah. cool. They so, could do something interesting yeah, with that. Uh, something something along the lines of that where it looks elegant but also creepy in a way. But, you know, not, not kitschy for the most part. But there's – and beyond that, you know, it's hard to – until we know the final places that are set in stone with the new park. I don't really want to speculate too much on that. But uh, – it really, it's just I want I want multiple sit down options. If there's not going to be anything universal owned accessible right after you leave the park without going all the way to City Walk, and I want to see all of the the quick service restaurants just up their game mm-hmm. when it comes to 
when it comes to the actual food that they're serving there. It needs to be on three brooms, not three broomsticks as much, but it needs to be on leaky cauldron cauldron, level. Uh, It needs to be on the level of how they've done the food at all the quick service places that they revamped and and added in and everything they've done to City Walk. So that's all. That's all I want, really. I just want a serious look at the dining. I don't want stuff like Comic Strip Cafe and and Circus McGurkis added in or Cafe Four just because it's what they've done before. I want them to think out of the box with every food offering that they have. Think of how, how to theme it to the lands and bring it in that way and think about how to make it high quality and unique and take those people from Disney who claim that they go to Disney because the food is so good and the food's so special and the food's so interesting and bring them to Universal and say, no, we we can actually do this too. And we can do it just as well. And sometimes cheaper, sometimes better quality. But Hmm. those are the questions. Those were it. Can't believe we spent more time talking about barbecue places outside Universal instead of actual Universal itself. But that's how the cookie crumbles sometime. And we're not going to talk anymore because we're going to go. So thank you, everyone out there, for listening and watching. We truly appreciate it. I really do from the bottom of my heart. And so does Rhino. I'm speaking for him. But also, thanks, Rhino. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, of course, if you Blessings. want more <laughs> more information, head over to disunplug.com, home of the show notes page for this show and all the others on the Disunplug Podcast Network. You can find links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and much more like our email, which is uopodcast at disunplug.com. Send us those emails. Send us questions. Leave us questions in the comments. Hey, that's a good idea. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, hit that bell so you get notified when we have new videos. And then, of course, hit that thumbs up button and leave us comments for the show as well as questions to answer next week. Or you can send them email, but that'll be for the email question show, not for not for the end of this show question answering thing anyways and then if you're listening to this on itunes stitcher wherever you get your your podcast at subscribe to us if at all possible and if you can leave us comments on that also do that as well too leave us that feedback so thank you everyone out there for listening and watching we hope you enjoyed it we'll see you again next week with another episode of the dis unplugged universal edition but until then remember we still haven't changed the name of the